With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the top players to target in April with our new transfers. Just so you know, we're filming this on Thursday morning after the midweek fixtures have taken place. So tomorrow morning, we'll have our five fixtures drop in for April. Before we get started, my name is Scott, and if you're new around here, please do consider subscribing to the channel for more Sun Dream Team content. We have Ben from the Dream Team Tonic podcast joining us tomorrow as a special guest, and he's going to give us his thoughts on April planning and for the rest of the season as well. So don't miss that one. So let's get started by looking at the fixtures. So this is the fixture grid from FF Stuff, Fantasy Football Stuff, ffstuff.co.uk. Um, so this month, we have got, again, quite a big difference in the number of fixtures teams are playing. Um, so the most fixtures any team will play in April is eight games. You have Man City, Man United and West Ham all playing eight games. Then we have teams with six games, which covers Liverpool, Chelsea and Brighton. Um, there are a few others there. There's, there's Fulham as well, but Liverpool, Chelsea, Brighton look like the, the main three that I think we'd want to cover that have six fixtures. And then teams that have five games or notable teams of five games, Spurs, Arsenal, Leicester and Newcastle. Um, FF stuff will show all of the fixtures, all of the teams, um, but I'm only going to cover certain teams that I think have the best players to target in this episode. So that's the full fixture grid up there on the screen. Um, other things to note for your planning for April and then even looking at May as well. Um, we will have the Champions League semi-final um, on the 19th slash 16th of May. The Europa League semi-final on the 11th slash 18th of May. And the FA Cup final will be on the 3rd of June. And we are not going to be getting any new transfers for those ones, um, those June games. So it's important that any sort of transfers that we do make in April and May are setting us up for the long term. Things that we might also want to consider when choosing which players we want to bring in in both April and May are teams that potentially could have more fixtures as well. So you have United and City who are both in the European tournaments at the moment and are also still in the FA Cup. Um, and then you have Chelsea and West Ham who are in Europe. And then you have Brighton who are still in the FA Cup as well. Obviously that could change, but United, City, Chelsea, West Ham and Brighton do have potential for more fixtures as well. So on FF Stuff, you can select which teams you want to look at. So it looks a bit more manageable. And I've selected the teams that I think we have players that we all want to target from. Um, so I've narrowed that down to Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham Hotspur, Leicester City, Arsenal, West Ham, Brighton and Newcastle, as mentioned. So on the fixture grid, you can narrow it down to these and you can move these arrows along the top and it will tell you how many fixtures will get be, uh, how many fixtures will be played in that month. So like I said, you've got Man City who have got eight, Liverpool on six, Chelsea on six, Man United on eight, Tottenham on five, Leicester on five, Arsenal with just five as well. West Ham on eight, Brighton on six and Newcastle on five. So when you are choosing your players for April, obviously, if you do go for teams that have the most possible fixtures, I do think you have more potential for scoring points. It's not always as straightforward as that, but that is probably the best way of looking at it. So what I'm going to do um, is go through all of these teams one by one and look at the best players to target from each. And I'm going to start with the teams that have got the most fixtures. So the likes of Manchester City, Manchester United and West Ham first because they have eight. Then we'll work through the teams with six and then the teams with five. Um, and the reason we're just going to do this is because obviously with Manchester City, for example, playing eight, they look a lot more appealing now than the likes of Arsenal, who will just be playing the five games. And quite honestly, some of these fixtures for Arsenal, for example, are quite difficult, like Liverpool away, City away and potentially Chelsea at home. So I still think that the teams with the best or the most fixtures will be the best ones to target. But like I said, we have only got now 10 transfers left 
to last us the rest of the season. So I've got April uh, fixtures up on the screen now, um, but I'm just going to show you the May fixtures as well. Um, because with just 10 transfers left, we're probably not going to be wanting to bring players out with, with the thoughts of move. Uh, we're not going to want to bring players in with the thoughts of moving them out straight after or anything like that. In my opinion, I think the, the players that we do bring in, we're going to want to hopefully keep them for the rest of the season. So these are the May fixtures up here on the screen. Obviously, if teams do progress in the Champions League, Europa League or Europa League Conference, there'll be more fixtures added in there. And there's also fixtures to be confirmed. So there's Chelsea versus Man United, Brighton versus Manchester City and Newcastle versus Brighton. I assume that most of these are going to get added in those midweek spaces in May just because April's pretty packed for some of the teams like City and United. We might see Newcastle, Brighton um, maybe get put into April, um, but that's fast approaching now. The, the, the possibilities that that's added into April um, looks quite slim, so I expect that these will probably be put in for May. So straight on to the teams then. So Manchester City, they have eight fixtures. They face Southampton away, which looks like a good one, but then they have Bayern Munich at home, Leicester at home, and then Bayern Munich away. So a bit of a tough one there. You've got two good fixtures in the Premier League, sandwiched by two really quite difficult games against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Then they face Sheffield United at home in the FA Cup. So that's going to look like a good one to target, although there probably will be quite a lot of rotation in that one because it is followed by Arsenal at home, which could potentially be a title decider. Um, so again, that's another difficult fixture, sandwiched right next to a fairly good fixture so I think there will be quite a lot of rotation this month for Manchester City um, and then that's followed by Fulham away and West Ham at home so all in all eight fixtures really good volume the most of any team but they do look pretty good on paper apart from Bayern Munich in that double header and then Arsenal at home I do think these look like good fixtures for Manchester City and to be honest they probably be, will be favourites in that home game against Bayern and that home game against Arsenal. So I still do think Manchester City have the best fixtures in April. They are 11 games unbeaten as well. So nine wins and two draws in their last 11 games. So obviously on brilliant form as well. The question is, do you think they'll beat Bayern Munich? Uh, let us know in the comments. I was having a little look at how Bayern's form has been. Obviously they're managed by Thomas Tuchel now. Um, and... I think it was just this week, um, Freiburg knocked Bayern Munich out of the, uh, it says DFB Cup semi-final. Um, so that was quite a disappointing one and hopefully uh, that might make Man City's chances uh, look a bit better if they're in a little bit of a dodgy patch there. But I think Manchester City have got enough to get through that Bayern game and I will be targeting Manchester City players myself. Um, but where to start? Um, so... Probably the best place to start is Haaland. Before, we haven't really had to speak about Haaland that much because he's just been someone that we had to leave in our team and he just scores ridiculous points. Like, he scored 61 points in his last two games, scoring eight goals, but he was injured for that Liverpool game. And I apologise because, to be honest, I thought that, I thought that it was probably... Uh, not a real injury or, or it was an injury but they were probably just resting him for that international break and then they were going to let him let him absolutely obliterate Liverpool but it wasn't the case he was still injured for that game and you had Alvarez start up front in his place so I had that one wrong I did keep him in my team anyway just because I didn't have enough transfers to move him on um, but with this Southampton game coming up and then Bayern following that it's a hard one to decide on because He's been back in training now. Um, will they just want to throw him in against Bayern Munich without playing any minutes running into it? I'm not so sure. But will they want to start him for Southampton with Bayern Munich coming up? I'm not so sure on that either. So I think probably the most logical thing that could happen is that Alvarez starts that Southampton game, which Alvarez scored in the last game against Liverpool. He's been really good when needed. Um, so I think Alvarez could start against Southampton and then maybe we see Haaland come on at some point in the second half, maybe the 60th minute, just to get some minutes in his legs ahead of that Bayern game. Um, and to be honest, even if Haaland's coming on in the 60th minute against Southampton, 
I still think he could at least grab a couple goals or easily grab a couple goals. So I'm going to be keeping Haaland in my team um, and I expect him to play against Bayern Munich. So I think I'm going to be sticking. Uh, one thing to note though, that Southampton um, game is Saturday at 5.30. Um, so if you were looking to wait and see whether Haaland um, is fit for it before bringing him back in, it's going to be a tough one because there will be quite a few players that are already playing um, before that Manchester City game. So I think you're probably going to want to make a decision before that personally. Uh, keep up with date with the latest news, but I'm going to be sticking with Haaland. I think the next best pick um, that I'll be targeting from Manchester City, and I've already got him in my teams, but is Mares at 6.1 million. Obviously Foden is out uh, with his appendicitis, um, so Mares at 6.1 it's a no-brainer to bring him in on that right-hand side. He got an assist against Liverpool. Took a really good free kick as well. He's been looking really good when when needed. And it, I only really took him out of my team for Foden when Foden came back and Maris started getting dropped. So now that Foden's out of the team, I think it's a no-brainer to have Maris in. So I think he's a really good pick to have in your team, especially with this volume of fixtures. It looks like Grealish on the left-hand side and Maris on the right-hand side are pretty nailed going into this run. Um, Kevin De Bruyne is the next one that I'll be looking to target, 7.7 .7 million, and he had an absolute blinder against Liverpool. So he got a goal and an assist and a 9.2 rating. Um, so brilliant performance from him. Every time we start to say he's getting a little bit quiet, he just absolutely goes mental with the points. So he got two assists against Burnley in the last game week. He got um, a goal against RB Leipzig as well in that previous game week and in this game week against Liverpool he got a goal and an assist so that takes him up to 21 assists and seven goals in total this season so back on fire and that's still a ridiculous season so I think he's a must-have for the rest of the season I'm going to be holding him unless any sort of injuries or anything like that happens then I'm going to say Jack Grealish at 4.1 million but quite honestly I'm not completely convinced with him myself so he's got four goals nine assists this season um, grabbed a goal and an assist against Liverpool and it was probably the best performance that I've seen him put in for Manchester City so I think Grealish is a really good option on that left hand side but I do still put him behind Mares and behind Kevin De Bruyne just because he just doesn't quite seem as clinical even though he has started chipping in with those attacking returns over the last few weeks I'm going to put him in there at 4.1 just because I think it's completely viable that you do pack out your midfield with Manchester City players, but I just don't think he's quite as good or on a level with De Bruyne or Mares. I'm then going to move on to the defence of Man City, and I think they look really appealing at the moment. So they've been really, really solid. Um, they had kept five clean sheets in a row before this Liverpool game, and they were quite unlucky, really, because they conceded with the only shot on target um, they conceded. So... That was against uh, Mohamed Salah. So really, they were probably quite unlucky not to get um, the clean sheet in that game, to be honest. So Diaz, 6.5 million. He's averaging four points per game now. And I think by far, he's the most nailed defender in that City side. Um, their, their forming defence really did pick up when he returned. But 6.5 million, it is really expensive. So if you've built quite a lot of budget up in your team over the course of the season, I still think that is a really good transfer to bring in. It doesn't have those attacking returns that you would want for 6.5 million, but I think it's worth paying a little bit more just to have that sort of nailed player in the City defence. But if you are looking for someone cheaper, or you are looking to maybe double up or even go for the City block, I think Ake is the next best option um, for Manchester City. So 4.6 million. Um, I think he's the best cheaper option and probably the second most nailed in that City defence. Um, I've got a graphic up here from who scored as well. So this is how they lined up against Man City. And it's pretty much how I think they will line up or their strongest lineup um, going forward. So they had, it's a back four, but with Stones going into the midfield. So it's Ake, Diaz, Akanji and John Stones. John Stones was joining the midfield and he's been absolutely brilliant lately. Um, it's probably a little bit of a toss up between John Stones and Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker was starting, but as soon as John Stones has been back fit, he's been now starting um, in quite a few runs of games. So Ake, Diaz, Akanji and Stones. I think that's probably the most nailed option uh, or nailed lineup that they'll have in defence. Uh, Walker probably will start coming in there at some point. One last player that I am going to throw in there, 
but I'm, I'm not going to be bringing him in myself, is Alvarez. Um, obviously, if Haaland's injury does seem to go on a little bit longer than we expect, um, he is a perfectly good replacement up front, to be honest with you. So 3.9 million is pretty cheap. He's got 12 goals and five assists this season from just games here and there, to be honest. Coming on a sub, playing in cups. Um, and I worked out just from his minutes, he's played the equivalent of 19 games and he's got 17 attacking returns there. So when he has been called upon, he's been absolutely brilliant. Not someone that I'm going to be targeting, but he is a potential replacement if Haaland is out longer than we expect. Right, on to Manchester United. So this team have eight fixtures as well. Um, they've got decent volume and decent fixtures, to be honest with you. So their run is Everton at home, Sevilla at home, Forest away, Sevilla away, Brighton in... I said away in the last one, actually, but Brighton away, it's not away. It's at a neutral ground. It's at Wembley in that FA Cup semi-final. Um, Spurs away, Aston Villa at home, and Brighton away in the Premier League. So I do think that's a pretty good run. Everton, Sevilla, Forest, Sevilla definitely look very good. Um, Brighton in the FA Cup, that's going to be a tough game because Brighton are on really, really good form at the minute. Tottenham away, we're not quite sure what Tottenham team is going to turn up when they play them but it's still a fairly difficult fixture on paper Aston Villa at home and then Brighton away again so a bit of a mixed bag but definitely does look better at the start of this month and I do think we want to be targeting players from Man United still um, and you can't look any further at the minute than Marcus Rashford I assume most people would have Rashford in their team at this point um, 6.5 million he's got 28 goals and seven assists for the season his form had slowed down slightly over the last few weeks, um, but he came back with another goal against Brentford and got a star man in this one. And I just think with this run of fixtures, I think he's a must-have at the minute. One of the best strikers in the game, if not the best, um, when Haaland isn't fit. So I think Rashford is a no-brainer to have for the rest, rest of April and probably the rest of May as well, because Man United are in, they're in the Europa League still. They've got the FA Cup. Um, so good potential four fixtures for him as well. I'm going to go with Bruno Fernandes next at 6.5 million. Um, he's on penalties when they do win them. Um, he's got 10 goals, 12 assists. But this game week, he was a little bit quiet. So I did expect more than two points from him um, this game week. But he has been overall a very good pick. Um, one thing that has bugged me a little bit lately with Bruno Fernandes is the amount of yellow cards he picks up. It does seem to pick up a lot of just sloppy yellow cards, which is a little bit annoying. But I've got him in pretty much all of my teams and I will be sticking with him in April. Defence. Defence has started to look a little bit different just literally since yesterday. Um, so I had put previously, and I still kind of do agree with it, that multiple blocks, um, sorry, that multiple players or even a full block of Man United players does look good for April with this fixture run. Obviously, Everton, Sevilla, Forest, Sevilla do look really good. Um, it gets a bit tougher in that second half. But something that was really quite frustrating yesterday is Luke Shaw, who's looked really good, uh, went off early with what looked like a hamstring injury. So Luke Shaw is a player that I'm probably going to have to take out of my team now or will be taken out of my team. And I'm just not quite sure how that might affect this um, Man United defence. It's going to be Malassia. It was Malassia who came on in his place. Um, but I'm just not sure. Shaw's been really good for them, both going forward and defensively. So I'm just not sure how that might um, affect the the chemistry of the Man United backline a little bit. But they probably still are really good to target. So Shaw was 4.6 million and he had seven assists and one goal. So he was their best attacking threat. Um, but Malassia, I'm not really sure what he might produce instead. So he's 3.5 million, which is more expensive than I probably did expect. Um, I don't think I'll be looking to bring Malassia in. Personally, I think I'll be looking to move to Man City instead. Um, but behind Luke Shaw, when he was fit, I, I said that Martinez was probably the second best option in that defence. And then David De Gea, um, who's 4.1 million, is going to be playing the most games out of any goalkeeper doesn't ever get rotated in those cup games. Whereas Edison, for example, from Manchester City, sometimes doesn't play those FA Cup games. So I think De Gea is probably still the best goalkeeper to target in April. It's just whether or not you think they're going to keep it up um, with Luke Shaw being out. 
Wambasaka and Dallo on that right hand side. They are options, but they keep getting rotated with each other. And we're probably going to see Varane playing half the games and Maguire playing half the games as well. So that just makes that centre back position, right back position, a little bit more questionable. But I still think with these fixtures, the defence of Man United is still a really good option. Then we have West Ham with eight fixtures. And on paper, eight fixtures looks really, really good. Um, but after that game yesterday against Newcastle, they were all over the place. Um, lost 5-1 to Newcastle last night. And that really has added a few question marks in there. Um, I don't think anyone was really assured of their defence, to be honest with you. But they did look very poor yesterday. So their eight fixtures are Fulham away. They have Ghent twice in the Europa League Conference. Between that, they have Arsenal at home. They have Bournemouth away, Liverpool at home, Crystal Palace away, and Man City away. The one thing I noticed about this run of fixtures, um, obviously Fulham away looks okay, and Ghent looks okay in the Europa League Conference, although there could be rotation. But some, something I noticed, it looks a little bit like all of their good fixtures are kind of followed by bad fixtures. So Fulham-Ghent looks okay. Then you've got Arsenal. You've got Ghent again. Then you've got Bournemouth, which does look like a good fixture actually on paper. But Bournemouth have really come to life at the last couple of weeks and they are really fighting for it down the bottom. So I wouldn't take that Bournemouth game for granted. But then following that Bournemouth game, they've got Liverpool. They've got a good game against Crystal Palace. And then a really bad game against Manchester City. So Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester City doesn't look quite appealing at all at the back. Um, and after conceding five against Newcastle, I'd be worried in, in those games. Um, going forward, though, they might have a bit more luck. So I'm going to go with Bowen at 3.9 million. He did grab an assist in that 5-1 loss to Newcastle. And he did get a rating against Southampton as well. So he's had an OK game week. Um, he's got 10 goals, 4 assists for the season, which... Probably is a bit down on last year. Uh, he had a really good season last year. But with the volume here, he, he could be a good option. But the problem I'm having is, do I think that with eight fixtures, someone like Bowen will outscore a Saka with five? Now, obviously, it looks obvious that eight fixtures he would. But I think if they win that Ghent game convincingly in the first, um, in the first leg, for example... Willie definitely played a second leg, I'm not so sure. So, yeah, I'm still not fully convinced on West Ham, as much as some people are. But, yeah, Bowen probably is the best option from them. Um, you have Ben Rama at 3.7 million, who's on penalties. Um, he blanked against Newcastle, but he's got two goals and three assists in his last seven games. So he has been getting those attacking returns. But at 3.7 mil, and Bowen being 3.9 mil, I don't think you're going to go with both. And I just think for 0.2 more, I would go for Bowen. Um, Danny Ings, he is an option at 3.4 million, but with this fixture run, you're going to want to, you're going to want a player that plays every game. And we've not seen from Ings that he gets thrown in for two games in a row at the minute. So I don't think they're going to use him for back-to-back -back games. They're probably going to just use him for the Premier League games, I imagine. So I'm going to put Ings there, but not convinced by it at all. Um, and obviously defensively. I just wouldn't touch West Ham at the minute at all because conceding five fixtures, uh, conceding five goals against Newcastle was bad enough. But now looking at that Arsenal game at home, that looks dodgy. Liverpool at home, that looks dodgy. And City away as well. Um, they could be in for a tough time. So I'd avoid the defence completely. But Bowen, Benrahma, and maybe a push or a big punt, maybe Danny Ings. But I'm not convinced on that one. That's the teams with eight fixtures out of the way. Um, and now we're going to come on to some teams that have a bit less in six. Um, so we're going to start with Liverpool. And the reason I quite like Liverpool's fixtures, despite them being not the best um, this season, they do have four home games and two away games. Um, and their home form is the third best in the league at the minute. So despite their dodgy season, they are looking really good at home. And in their last six home games, they have five wins and one draw. Um, so... This game is worrying me as an Arsenal fan. Um, playing Liverpool at Anfield is never good. Um, so 
to be honest with you, I think I'd take a draw um, as an Arsenal fan in that game. But yeah, I think Liverpool are going to probably still be favourites going into it, in my opinion. I'm not sure what the bookies would say. Um, one thing that I did find really weird. So Liverpool played Chelsea in the last game and it was a nil-nil draw. Um, but Trent, Virgil and Salah were all benched for that game. Um, I think Virgil van Dijk was illness or injury, but Trent and Salah were rested. Um, I just Unless they really were red-lined as the... As the uh, physios say, I just thought that that game was winnable for Liverpool. Um, and I really thought they would have gone for it. But looks like all of their best players will be nicely rested uh, to try and upset the Arsenal title charge. So a bit, bit frustrated there. Didn't make sense to me, but it is what it is. So all these players are going to be rested for that Arsenal game. And Salah at 8.7 million is the no-brainer again from Liverpool. Despite Liverpool's poor season... He's still been really good this season. Um, he kept up his good goal-scoring record against City, grabbing a goal there. Um, and he only played 25 minutes off the bench against Chelsea. So if he did have Salah for that double game week, he probably would have been a little bit disappointed by that second one. Um, but looking at the fixtures, Arsenal at home leads away. Both games he could score in those. Forest at home, West Ham away, both look good as well. Tottenham at home and Fulham away. So I do think that all of these fixtures look pretty good, um, potentially for Mohamed Salah. But clean sheet wise, I'm not so sure. Arsenal score a lot of goals. Leeds, I watched Arsenal Leeds live the other day and Leeds still had quite a lot of attacking threat. So they're fighting for it as well. So I think Leeds could still score. Um, Forest, West Ham, Tottenham, Fulham. To be honest with you, I'm going to be avoiding the Liverpool defence, I think. I've got Trent in my team at the minute and I'm going to be looking to move him on. So I'm not going to mention any of the Liverpool defenders. Um, one thing that I did sort of notice is that if you had like a Chilwell, for example, um, he doubles quite a lot at the start of this month. And then if you wanted to move to a Trent for the second half, um, you've got Forest, West Ham, Tottenham, Fulham. They do get a bit better. And you could have like a defender that doubles the whole way through April. Um, kind of does work quite nicely with um, Harry Kane as well. I'll come on to mention that a bit later. Um, but if you had um, Harry Kane at the start of this month, his fixtures look okay at the start. And then you could swap him out around that 21st um, and get Salah in for Forest, West Ham, Tottenham, Fulham. I think that works out quite nicely as well. So I'm going to say Salah at 8.7 million. Um, and I think he's the only really reliable player at Liverpool at the minute that we can target. I'm a bit worried about Klopp as well now that if things really aren't going well, will he start to try new things? Will he rotate a lot? So I think Salah is the only player that we can rely on that he will be starting most games, um, although he was dropped for Chelsea. So I'm only going to say Salah from Liverpool. Um, you might disagree, but I think he's the only viable option, to be honest, at the moment. Then on to Chelsea then, who have six fixtures, but look equally as bad as Liverpool at the minute. Um, they've just sacked Graham Potter, um, so they're in a bit of a bad place at the moment. It looks like Frank Lampard is the front runner to take over as like interim manager until um, the summer. And then apparently they're interviewing Nagelsmann, Luis Enrique. I even saw an article that Conte might be considered, which... Seems ridiculous to me. I think it's going to be Enrique or Nagelsmann maybe in the summer. But if Frank Lampard does come in as an interim manager, I was sort of a little bit excited about Chelsea potentially having a new manager bounce. But if it is Frank Lampard, I'm not convinced that we're going to see any real uplift in the Chelsea players. Um, the only one that might start to appear could be Mason Mount um, if Lampard does take over till the end of the season because we know how much he liked Mason Mount um, working with him previously wasn't it at Derby um, and obviously Mason Mount performed really well for him under, uh, when he was in charge of Chelsea as well so Mason Mount could be back on the menu um, maybe Sterling could get another chance under Lampard um, but the only players I'm going to say to target for now with the information that we have um, it's going to be Chilwell at 5.3 million um, and James at 5.7. So, talking about both of these, I think they've been both quite unlucky this game week. So, Chilwell, 5.3 million. Obviously, he's been quite good with his attacking returns recently. Um, he hit the post and he scored a goal that was disallowed um, for a bit of a push uh, against Aston Villa. So, he 
quite easily could have got some attacking returns in that game. So I still think he's a good option. They're not that reliable in defence at the moment, Chelsea. But if he can get attacking returns, that is a real good bonus to have in defence. And then if they couple that with a clean sheet, then that is a really good uh, points haul from those defenders. Rhys James, 5.7 million. I wasn't really going to be targeting him for the rest of the season. But he did look fairly good in the last one. He scored a really good volley um, against Liverpool, which was disallowed for, I think it was an offside in the build-up as well. So both Chilwell and James do look quite dangerous for those attacking returns. It's just whether or not you think that they're going to get clean sheet points as well in this run. Um, and in the case of James as well, will he play two games in a row? Um, so those fixtures are Wolves away, Real Madrid away, Brighton at home, Real Madrid at home, Brentford at home and then Arsenal away. So although they have got six fixtures again, they aren't the best on paper. So Wolves away looks okay. Both those Real Madrid games look terrible, to be honest with you. Real Madrid had a really good result yesterday um, against Barcelona in the cup. I think Benzema got a hat-trick. So if you're banking on those clean sheet points, oh, I'm not expecting much from either of those Real Madrid games. Brighton at home, Brighton have looked a really good side so far this season, so I can't really see clean sheets there. Brentford at home and Arsenal away. It's going to be difficult, so if you are going for those sort of fullback, wingback roles from Chilwell or James, it's probably for the attacking returns more than clean sheet potential in my opinion. The only other person I'm going to mention is Kai Havertz, but He's been so frustrating. Um, his finishing's been really poor. Um, the same with Jao Felix, actually. So I think Felix has looked really, really good. Um, but he just doesn't seem to get any attacking returns on Dream Team. So that rules him out as an option for me. Um, he was unlucky, Havertz, against Liverpool. He did score a goal that sort of bounced up and hit his arm, so was disallowed. That might have been the sort of start he needed to kickstart him into scoring a few more goals. But it's been a bit too wasteful for me at the minute. So, yeah, I only think the real viable options are probably Chilwell or Reese James. So on to Brighton then, who have six fixtures. Um, and they've been on really great form. So they're unbeaten in seven. Um, and they still have got the fixture volume this month. But the problem is, after their decent... Um, double game week they now have some really difficult games so they've got Tottenham away Chelsea away and Man United at home sorry not at home that's in the uh, at Wembley in the FA Cup um, then Forest away Wolves at home and then Man United at home in the Premier League so they have got the fixture volume but Spurs Chelsea and two games against Man United in my opinion do look really tough despite Brighton being really good this season so I don't think they look as appealing as they were at first. Um, but Matoma, in my opinion, is probably the best option to go for. So 4.5 million. He's got 10 goals, 7 assists for the season. Um, and he has attacking returns, 7 games in a row now. Um, so that's 8 returns in 7, 3 goals and 5 assists. Um, we've got a star man and an assist against Bournemouth in midweek as well. So... He's on ridiculous form, and I think he's pulled ahead now, Matoma. There was a lot of debate who was the best um, midfielder from Brighton, because they have got so many good ones. But I do think Matoma has pulled ahead, and is probably clearly now the, the best midfielder to target from Brighton. Um, and I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a toss-up between the two. McAllister at 3.5 million. He's got five returns in his last six games. Three goals, two assists, and he's on penalties as well, which is a big bonus for him. And then you've got March at 4.1 million. He's another great option, um, but I think for the price, 4.1 or Matoma at 4.5, I think I'd favour Matoma. But March does have two goals, one assist, and two star mans in his last four games. So still a ridiculous return from him. I just don't think you're going to want to go for more than one, in my opinion. Um, to compare them in terms of last five average, um, Matoma has 8.2 points, McAllister has 4.6, and March has 7.4. Um, I probably wouldn't be looking to target any of their defenders for this run. They did keep a clean sheet in the last game, but Spurs, Chelsea, and two games against United, I think we can avoid their defence for that run. So now we move on to the teams with five fixtures, which includes my team, Arsenal. Um, and this, this one puts us in a tough position because Arsenal have looked absolutely brilliant. They're scoring a load of goals. Um, 
but now they pretend well they have got three less games than the likes of Man United, Manchester City and even West Ham. So really they haven't got the fixture volume and the fixtures are fairly difficult as well. So they face Liverpool away in this run, they have Man City away and they have Chelsea at home. And then into May as well, it does get a little bit difficult in May as well. I think they face um likes of Brighton and Newcastle as well. So it is a really difficult run at the minute for Arsenal. And this is gonna be this is gonna be the defining the defining run of the season to see how far we can get. But Liverpool away is the first game at Anfield. West Ham away, now after yesterday, that's looking like a better game on paper. Southampton at home, that one looks okay. Man City away though, that is going to be a really tough game. And then Chelsea at home, hopefully they don't turn their form around and they don't get a new manager bounce because if they do, that could be a difficult game as well. So a real difficult run of fixtures for Arsenal, but they are in really good form. Um, so it was a convincing 4-1 win against Leeds um, and I was lucky enough to bag myself a ticket for that game. I was trying and trying and trying um, all of Friday night on this uh, ticket exchange they have where you can just buy up people's tickets that don't go through the Arsenal site. I tried all of Friday night, couldn't get one, and I just decided I was going to try all of Saturday morning as well. Uh, and I managed to get a ticket about 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Um, so headed straight up to straight up to Arsenal and got to watch that really great game. Um, but one disappointing thing was I didn't get to see um, Bukayo Saka. Well, didn't get to see him start at least. Um, so he was benched for this game. Um, and it was due to illness, apparently, so shouldn't be long term. He did come on in the second half. Um, but what was disappointing, where it was sort of a late um, late news that he was benched, um, a lot of us didn't have transfers to change that. So I kept Saka in my team. Um, and what was really frustrating is that Arsenal won a penalty right in the first half. And Saka would have been the one to take that and he would have been the one to score. But Gabriel Jesus was the one that stepped up. So he put that away and Gabriel Jesus got another goal in that game, actually. Um, but I still think Saka is a really good option to target in April. Now, I don't know how many of you will agree with it. But although Arsenal do only have the five fixtures, the problem I'm having is my midfield is at the moment Mares, Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes. Now, I'd want to pack my midfield with players that play the most fixtures, probably from Man City, from Man United. But then for that extra position where Saka is for me, it's probably going to be Bowen or Grealish um, to get more fixtures. And I'm not convinced that Bowen with eight fixtures will outscore Saka with five at the minute. Where Arsenal are out of all competitions... They're sort of playing once a week. They do have that double towards the end of April. But I expect that Saka will play every game and play near enough 90 minutes in every game. So that's the question you've kind of got to ask. Do you think that Saka scores more in five fixtures than Bowen does in eight? And I, I still think that Saka could. So I'm leaning towards keeping Saka, to be honest with you. Um, he's got 13 goals and 11 assists so far for the season. Um, and... Obviously, he is on penalties when he's on the pitch as well. So, yeah, I'm not convinced that I'm going to move Saka on at this point. I might be wrong, but, yeah, I still think that he could score a lot of points in April. Um, next up, so we're going to go on to Gabriel Jesus. Now, it is a massive punt, uh, and I might just be getting a bit carried away because I watched it live, and he was fantastic. Um, two goals against Leeds, and he did look incredible. Um, he was subbed off, though, in the 60th minute. Um, but I do think that was more of a case of it looked like the game was sort of job done rather than fitness. He looked electric and he didn't look like he was lacking match fit fitness at all. Um, so I do think that Gabriel Jesus is probably going to start the majority of these, these games. With one game a week, there's time for recovery. And I listened to a few um, interviews as well where they said that Arteta thought that Gabriel Jesus was back to full fitness. Um, so I think it's a big differential. And it's risky, but if you are chasing or you want someone different, I still think that's a really good option. Um, and with Jesus in the side as well, it does make those wingers look a lot more effective. Martinelli looked absolutely brilliant in this game. So I do think he could be one to keep an eye on. One thing that is for certain though, with Arsenal playing less fixtures, 
um, I would definitely move away from the Arsenal defenders. Now, I've got Gabriel in my team, and I'll be moving him on. Saliba is out injured. We, we haven't heard that much information about it, but Holding has played the last couple of games. Um, and the thing that's quite frustrating about Arsenal at the minute is even in the games where they look convincing and they look comfortable, they keep conceding sloppy goals, like the one against Leeds. Um, and I think it was Crystal Palace as well. So they've got one clean sheet in the last six games. Um, so even the games where they're scoring three, four goals, they just seem to have this little lapse of concentration and concede big chances. So personally, I think with just the five fixtures, I'd be moving the Arsenal defenders out of my team. And this is one that I am sure that I'd be moving these players to the likes of Man United or the likes of Manchester City. Before we move on to best of the rest, uh, teams of five fixtures, if you have enjoyed the video so far, please do consider subscribing to the channel for more Sun Dream Team content. And if you listen on Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, please do give us a follow on there as well. Um, so next up we have Spurs, um, and I'm only going to say Harry Kane for Spurs at the minute. So 8.1 million. Um, he's got four goals in his last three games. Um, I'll be reluctant to move off of Harry Kane at the minute. Um, because they have Bournemouth at home coming up, which although Spurs haven't been banging in the goals, it does look like a really good game on paper. Um, so they have Brighton at home first, then they have Bournemouth at home, and then it gets a bit tougher towards the end. So from that 21st of April, they have Newcastle away, Man United at home, and Liverpool away. So that is that um, that is that slot where I said it could be potentially good to move from the likes of Harry Kane to a Mohamed Salah um, when. Spurs play Bournemouth. I think uh, Liverpool play Leeds. So both of those games are going to be good for both players, really. So that's going to be a tough one to call. Um, but definitely moving from Kane to Salah could make sense um, for the, the tail end of that. So Tottenham play Brighton, Bournemouth. Then they have Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool. And Salah, in that towards the end run, he plays Forest, West Ham, Spurs and Fulham. So I think for the talent, it definitely does look better to move to Salah, in my opinion. Uh, but Harry Kane, despite how poor Spurs have been recently, he does keep scoring. So I think he is still plenty good enough to keep in your team for April. Um, I'm going to go on to Newcastle then. So Newcastle, um, their run looks pretty good, actually. So they have Brentford away, Villa away, Tottenham at home. Everton away and Southampton at home and they've got four wins on the bounce now and they're up to third in the Champions League places so they've been absolutely brilliant uh, their strikers are on fire as well so they've just scored five against uh, West Ham um, Wilson 3.2 million he's got three goals this game week and then Isaac at 3.5 million has got four goals in his last four so both Isak and Wilson both look really good options the only downside is they just keep rotating for each other. So around the 60th minute, they just keep start to swap these strikers. So it's going to be hard to choose between the two. If I had to, I probably would go for Callum Wilson. Um, but as a punt, probably either a good option at the minute. Um, and then Kieran Trippier is back on the menu officially now. So 5.7 million. This run as well looks pretty good. Newcastle are solid at the back. Um, he got 18 points this game week, uh, star man and an assist against Man United, and then he got a rating against West Ham. Um, and the fixtures do look good. Their home, their home uh, form is really good defensively. They face Southampton and Spurs, but then Brentford, Villa, Everton away fixtures—they're not the worst either. So I do think Trippier could be a viable option to bring back in your team if you had taken him out previously. Then Leicester. Um, Obviously, they're another team that's awaiting a new manager. Uh, they've sacked Brendan Rodgers. I'm not sure who the front runners are for that job at the moment. Um, maybe we'll see a new manager bounce there, but it's desperately close to the end of the season now. So, yeah, I think you'd have to be a madman to take that one. I think I saw I saw Benitez potentially get linked with it. Um, so he is he's pretty good when it comes to keeping teams up. But yeah, I'm not sure if I'd be going anywhere near this Leicester team at the minute. Um, Madison 5.6 million he does have four ratings in his last five games but he does have just one attack in return which was an assist um, so Bournemouth at home does look good then Man City away that's a poor fixture 
Wolves, Leeds, Everton though do look like good games and maybe they did think that moving Rodgers on for this run, this could be a run where they do get the points to keep them up. So Bournemouth, Wolves, Leeds, Everton all do look good on paper but that Man City game does look pretty dodgy. Someone that has looked a bit better probably Dan Madison at 4.3 million is Harvey Barnes and he scored two goals in his last three. Um, he's got 10 goals this season and he's consistent every season he scores um, quite a lot of goals, gets quite a lot of attacking returns. So he could be an option if you do favour uh, or fancy Leicester to turn it around. But personally, I think I'll be staying away now. Um, then the next team I'm going to say is Brentford. Now, it's only really been Tony as the viable option on Dream Team, in my opinion, at 6.2 million. He's been absolutely banging the goals all season, but he is one booking away from uh, suspension. And I think now's the time to probably move him on. So Newcastle at home, Wolves away, Villa at home, Chelsea away and Forest at home. So I'll put him down here because he is the only option from Brentford and they do play five fixtures. But personally, I won't be having Ivan Tony for April. And then last person, I haven't actually put their fixtures up on the screen. Maybe I could just get them up here. Um, but I felt harsh not mentioning Ollie Watkins. Um, he's been absolutely incredible. He's got eight goals and two assists in his last 10 games. He's on a great run of form. I think I heard he scored six away goals in a row uh, or scored in six away games in a row. And yeah, Aston Villa looked really good under Unai Emery. So Aston Villa, they face... Uh, Forest at home, Newcastle at home, Brentford away, Fulham at home, and then Manchester United away. So if you do fancy Watkins to keep up that scoring run, he could be another option, but I do think it's uh, punty territory, that one. Right, so moving on to my team update then. So disappointing week for me overall, uh, 46 points for the game week. I had David De Gea in goal, got me four points. Trent Alexander-Arnold was really disappointing, so he got me the minus three against Manchester City. But in my head, I was thinking, Manchester City game is going to be pretty tough. But the the Chelsea game, um, they've had a lot of nil-nils with Chelsea recently. Uh, they had quite a few cup games against them as well. And I thought this could be a good one to keep a clean sheet in. Uh, they did keep a clean sheet, but they benched Trent and they didn't even bring him on off the bench either. So I was quite disappointed with that one. Luke Shaw got me three points. Um, but he's now got an injury, so I'm going to have to move him on. Uh, that's another disappointing one. Then Gabriel with three points. That was a disappointing one because he was really, really good in that game against Leeds, but Arsenal conceded a soppy, uh, sloppy goal. Um, so just the three points. He got the rating, but obviously no clean sheet. Bruno Fernandes with two points was really disappointing. I thought he would score more in the double game week, Newcastle and Brentford. Um, and like I said, he's been picking up a lot of yellow cards as well recently, which... It's just one point, but it's just frustrating. Um, De Bruyne, though, brilliant. 15 points against Liverpool. Star man, goal and an assist. Mares, who I brought in for Phil Foden, who was injured. He got me five points for his assist and a rating. And then Saka, who I mentioned, he got no points. And that was a real disappointing one because if he had been on the pitch and he had taken... Well, if he had been on the pitch, he would have taken the penalty and probably scored a goal. So... The logic to keep him seemed okay for me. Um, I didn't have any transfers left anyway, but frustrating because I think he could have scored a few points in that one. Rashford with 13 points, scoring against Brentford and getting a star man. We'll take that one. Kane again, four points. He could have had five, but got the uh, the booking in that game. And then Haaland um, missing from that Liverpool game with his groin injury. So overall, quite a few things didn't go my way uh, in this game week. But I'll have to take it. It was a bad week for my rank though. So total points is 2,002 at the minute. Um, so broke that 2,000 mark. But the rank has fallen now from 926th to 1,205th. So quite a big dip there. Um, and I was looking at the rank um, sort of before yesterday's games. And I do think just having just two Manchester United defenders has actually been hurting my rank. So they obviously kept a clean sheet yesterday. Um, I thought with those Man United defenders that my rank might be doing a bit better, but it fell even further. So having a look at FF stuff, you can see the um, effective ownership of players. And it looks like people in the top 1,000 have at least two Manchester United defenders in their team. 
So I think you do have to have kind of more than two uh, to really get any sort of increase in rank. So that was a bit disappointing. And now I've got a big decision to make what to do with my team because I have Trent, who now looks questionable, to be honest. Shaw is out injured. And Gabriel, I'm going to want to move from the Arsenal defence. So they are probably the three things I need to change the most in my team. I've obviously got the question mark around Saka. Doesn't have as many fixtures this month, but is he an immediate problem? He definitely isn't as much of a problem as Gabriel Shaw and Trent. Um, Haaland, we're going to need him to come back um, and start starting because I don't want to have to use more than three transfers this early. Um, and then the decision is between Kane and Salah, but I don't think that's an immediate worry. I think I'm good to stick with Kane for now. So the main thinking is Trent, Shaw and Gabriel are going to have to come out. And then I think I'm going to either go for a Man United block or a Manchester City block. Um, obviously, with Shaw now being injured, I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards the City block. Um, maybe the likes of Diaz, Aki, Akanji or Stones, although Stones is quite expensive for what he is. So Diaz and Aki might be the two that I bring in and it might be a third Manchester City defender at the minute. I'm still going to have a little think about it. Um, but yeah, decision has to be made on the defenders at the moment. Then on to my second team then. So uh, this team got me 56 points for the game week. It's a little bit better. This team's been doing pretty well recently as well with the uh, Manchester City block. But not so good this game week and disappointing really because well, I didn't expect a clean sheet against Liverpool. But to only concede one shot on target um, and then lose the clean sheet was disappointing. So blanks for Edison, Akanji, Diaz and Ake. Um, De Bruyne obviously hauled, got 15 points. I had Saka again in this team. He got none. Two for Fernandez, uh, And then Matoma, who I brought into this team instead of Foden, he got me 18 points. So that was obviously the move. Um, Matoma over Foden was better than doing Mares over Foden. Um, but I do think Mares is probably a better pick than Matoma for the rest of April, in my opinion. Um, and then I did, I had enough transfers in this team. So I did take out Haaland and I replaced him with uh, Salah. So I had Salah, Kane and Rashford up front in this team. Salah got me four, Kane got me four and Rashford got me 13 points. So this team um, was at 2k and it's gone down to 2.1k. So considering no points at all in the defence, wasn't too much of a rank, uh, rank fall. In terms of immediate transfers for this team, I'm going to be sticking with that Manchester City defence. I've got too many now and I'm too too committed to the end of the season probably with this City defence for this team. Um, I'll maybe have a decision to make on Matoma because those fixtures do look quite tough in April. Um, and then I'm going to need to get Haaland back in this team if he is in that Southampton lineup. So I think for this team, I would look to move out Kane in place of Haaland and then keep Salah and Rashford either side. That is everything for this episode so thank you very much for watching good luck in april i hope this episode has helped with your uh, april planning and if you have taken value from it please do like and subscribe to the channel and you'll also get kept more up to date with the latest sun dream team content we have a bonus episode being recorded with ben from the dream team tonic tomorrow so you won't want to miss that one and i'll link it in the next video when it is out so thank you for watching and we'll see you on the next one goodbye Social Podcast Network.